It's March 15, 2021. I'm Larry Gassman, co-chair of uh, Tech Talk and Accessible World in the Pat Price Tech Talk training room. And um, we are excited tonight to have someone with us who's been with us many, many times and to introduce him and uh, also let us know a little bit about what he's going to be talking about tonight. Here's Myrna Vota. So good evening. Tonight, again, we have Peter Tusik, and Peter is Humanware's Blindness Products Ambassador, or Ambassador of Blindness Products, whichever way. Um, Humanware lately has been doing lots and lots of Braille displays, lots and lots of new Braille displays, and actually they're more than Braille display, which Peter will tell us about. Um, Humanware's always been, um, really always been into Braille um, in one way or another. So, and they believe in Braille and Braille literacy. And so I give you Peter Tusik. Thank you so much, Myrna. And thank you, Larry. And thanks to Alan and everybody who makes this happen every Monday, all the time. I certainly listen and I really listened when I was traversing all over the place on planes and doing different things, but I've definitely kept up uh, listening through the last year. So very much appreciate uh, the opportunity, and it's great to be here. For those of you who don't know who I am, as, as Myrna said, I am the brand ambassador of blindness products for HumanWare, and I have been with HumanWare about five and a half years, so we're, we're moving on through it. And the last time I was here was in October, and I vividly remember um, having kind of just gotten through or was just getting through my, my COVID sort of uh, ailment that I had for a bit and all was good. And this time, it's like every time I come on, there's a new sort of uh, event going on. This time I have a seven-week-old here in the house. So you may hear her make an appearance on the on the uh, recording. Hopefully not. She's, she's definitely uh, not in this room, but she's got some pipes. So she's a, she's a wonderful, beautiful, healthy baby girl. And she is here with us in Chicago. So that is where I'm based. And it is, uh, it's been awesome for me and it's good to be home, but I'm, I wish, and I mean it, I say it every time, but I love seeing everybody in person. So hopefully sooner than later, uh, we'll have a chance to, to meet on the road at a booth or a table or a school or a rehab center or somewhere near you. Uh, as Myrna said, I, I'm going to be coming on here talking about the new intelligent Braille displays that we have at HumanWare and really what's going on with the Braille product portfolio. So I will touch also on uh, what is just a briefly at the end of the discussion um, on what is going on with BrailleNote Touch Plus, but I'm going to spend the majority of the time talking about something that we've been working on for some time and we fortunately um, have brought out and it's been to great reception thus far, the new Brailleant BI X series Braille displays. And there are two of them. And I will also be touching on um, the Mantis as well, which I'm sure you've heard of, uh, about through our friends at APH. So I will be, be talking about that as well. And where this really started from is, you know, when we think about the trajectory of where Braille has gone and, and how Braille displays really came about, I mean, we used Braille and use Braille to access mainstream content. And traditionally, a, a Braille display has been a device that will interface with JAWS or NVDA or VoiceOver, um, all of which I use, and, and other screen readers out there in the world. So Supernova, and there might be some Thunder users out there. You never know. Uh, maybe somebody's using, I, I know I heard somebody using Narrator, and there are other screen readers, and a Braille display allows us to have access to those screen readers 
in a, in a braille centric way so that we can read that information. And traditionally braille displays over, you know, the, the past several years have been uniform in the fact that they've provided that and they've added some features. Um, they've added maybe some internal capabilities, some, some viewers or some file management pieces. But when we looked at where we stood having the brilliant line of braille displays, we were approaching 10 years and we really had to rethink what we wanted to do. And of course we wanted to rebuild the product and make a new brilliant BI 40. Um, and, and we, we, we talked about it and really took a lot of user feedback. And what we gathered was we needed to make a product that fit more of a connected lifestyle and that fit into sort of a hybrid braille display uh, realm, meaning that we would try to bring in some functionality and features of the full-fledged note taker um, that would be active on the device without having all of the bells and whistles. Because we certainly still do a lot of development and a lot of work on our flagship note taker, the Braille Note Touch Plus, which I'll talk about at the end here. But we wanted to bring something, um, a variety and a, a class of products that was different and that was new. And we know that there's a lot of choice out there, which is great. And competition is always great. We appreciate it. We all use lots of devices and a, a myriad of devices. But when we looked at what we wanted to do, it was really to bring something forward that would give us a new class or a new grouping of Braille displays. And so we're calling these BIX series Braille displays, intelligent Braille displays. And what the intelligence kind of what, what, what that means is that we're adding more connectivity to the devices. So there are two flavors of these Brilliant BIX Braille displays. And BI stands for Braille Input, because I'm always asked, what is BI? And the X, when we named this, when we kicked around our ideas and our big idea ball, or little idea ball, I guess it shrank and it was smaller and smaller. And we came down with something that represented 10 years of our, our Brilliant. So the Brilliant had a good 10 year run. It was time for something new. And I, you know, when, when we looked at building a new product, we want it to be the longevity of, of the previous model and really give us this, it's a new decade, it's a new time. And we want to look to get that, definitely that lifespan out of this generation of Brilliant BI products. So it is the Brilliant BI X and there is a 20 and a 40 cell model. And I'll be talking about the differences in them, but they both will have essentially the same software, but they're going to be running uh, some different hardware pieces. And, and we can dive into that as well. So when, when we built these devices, the goal was to bring in some intelligence. And so the devices do have um, Wi-Fi capabilities. And so it is, the, they are the first braille displays with Wi-Fi. And the Wi-Fi is used for two purposes at this point. Firstly, it's used to update the devices, and we're very close to launching our first update to the series, which should be out in the next couple of weeks, probably three to four weeks. I'm, I'm not positive because I haven't actually seen the, um, the release schedule on it, but we're going to be able to push updates via Wi-Fi. And the Wi-Fi updates will be pushed. You'll be notified. You can certainly manually check for updates, much like you do on a product like a Victor Reader Trek. Um, you'll be able to look for updates. The updates will, will download and you'll have your new features. You can certainly also still update the old way if you're more comfortable with going to our website, getting a package, you know, putting it on a thumb drive, if you will, and the, sticking it in the device and, or, or SD card in the case of the 20, putting it in the device and, and updating that way as well. So the Wi-Fi is used for updating and the Wi-Fi is also used, which we are very proud of, uh, the fact that we've brought in online libraries or online services into the device. 
So the device does have wireless capabilities that are very US centric at first. So the libraries we can connect to at launch presently are NFB Newsline for our newspapers, Bookshare, and the Braille NLS catalog. So we have three libraries that you're able to pull from, three libraries that you can choose to download books from. It's a matter of putting your credentials in and downloading those books and away you go. And you will be able to read them in the Victor Reader application, which is part of the main menu. And I'll talk about Keysoft Lite in a moment. So the devices do have Wi-Fi. The other standalone capability is that they do have an editor. And this is a stripped down editor. It certainly is going to be the first Braille display with onboard Braille translation. And I guess technically not the first because now we're joined by uh, the, the Orbit, the 40 cell version does have some onboard Braille translation. But what we're looking to do is access mainstream file types. So we can open DOCX or DOC or RTF. We can open those files and work with them in the editor, save them as text files, and then get them back onto a computer via USB. Um, and, and there is file and folder management in the device as well. So you're able to organize content. Um, you can take notes in meetings or, or save documents in, in other folders once you're done with them and move things around. And we're using Keysoft Lite. And Keysoft has been our flagship operating system on the Braille Note for the last 20 plus years. And even before then was existing on various uh, various computers, sort of modules and things all the way back to the late 80s. But we are using Keysoft Lite. And what that means is a familiar experience to a Keysoft user. So it, it is simplified. So you do have your, your common Keysoft commands, a full cell with spacebar to go to the main menu. Um, you do have the ability to quickly use first letter navigation or O with space to get into options and so on your top of file and bottom of file and those sorts of commands will all be very similar to what you've used on Keysoft over the years. So we are, uh, again, having, we have an editor on board with Braille translation. We have Wi-Fi. We also have the use of Braille tables. So you're able to customize Braille profiles. We will support all of the LibLui and Duxbury language tables. So you can read and write in a, in, 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 endless amount of languages, many, many languages in terms of being able to read and write in, in Braille. So if you're working in a document and you want to switch over to Spanish or Arabic or Turkish or Russian or all these different languages, you can certainly do so and read and write in Braille. The devices will also have audio capabilities. And this is something that the device ships with. The physical components are all there. Um, in the case of the 40, we do have stereo speakers, and I'll talk about the differences in the units, but they will have audio support. And when I say audio, a lot of times someone says, well, what does that mean, right? Or when are we getting text-to-speech? Or when can I play books from my NLS Bard or wherever it may be? And the answer is audio at first is going to be really realistically playing MP3 or music as well as audio files. It will certainly grow as we look at how we can develop forward, but Notice that I'm not saying it is going to be text-to-speech. This is a Braille display. It's a very Braille-centric device. It doesn't mean that it wouldn't happen, but, I'm, but I have no information on that sort of text-to-speech side of things. So when I say audio support, I'm referring to the ability to play audio content, not text-to-speech at this point in time. So when audio is made active, it will be very, very much uh, audio files and books and such. Now, in terms of what the display's you know, give us in terms of a difference. So there is a difference, not only in the amount of Braille cells, but there are differences in 
what each unit contains from a physical hardware standpoint. And these are really based off of when, when we design the devices and when we think about thickness and battery and what needs to go in component-wise, um, there are some, some key differences, although the software will be exactly the same on both devices. So when we, when we navigate or when we move through uh, any of the features, any of the supported file types, any of the updates from a software standpoint, those will be, those will be kind of in step. The differences, though, are the 40-cell unit what we did was we made it the first Braille display with Bluetooth 5. So it's, it is using Bluetooth 5.0. And what that gives us is a tremendous amount of strength when it comes to our Bluetooth stability, um, when it comes to our not only our distance that we can use, but just kind of the speed at which we can control devices. So Bluetooth 5 is something you're starting to see a lot of all over the place. But on the Braille display side of things, it's, it's, it's been you know kind of creeping in. We knew it would come and we're Glad to say we're the first ones to bring it to market on a Braille display. So it is using Bluetooth 5. Again, this is on the 40. I'm specifically talking about the Brilliant BI-40X at this point. The 40 also has stereo speakers, and that will really come into play once audio is active. At this point in time, all those stereo speakers do is beep at you. So there are auditory beeps. Um, if you make an error, you can certainly turn those off. But, it, but there are stereo speakers, one on the left and right of the Braille input keys. They're about a foot apart, so it's wide, for, wide enough for a true stereo range. Um, and they will be able to give us stereo sound once audio is enabled. The other key difference on the BI-40X is that it has a USB slot and a USB-C slot. So USB-C is used for charging. We're also able to use USB-C, even when we're using our screen reader, if we're using it with USB as, as the output, it will show up as a removable storage device. So you can go in, you don't have to use the onboard file management system. You can certainly connect the device to your computer and it will show up as a drive um, and you'll be able to, to work with it in Windows Explorer. And the nice thing there is that you can easily copy content back and forth. Uh, we also have a thumb drive slot. So with USB type A, you can put a thumb drive in. You could certainly store files there or update the device from a thumb drive if you wanted to do so. We reworked the space bars on the Brilliant BI-40X. So if you were somebody who had used one in the past, the space bars have more of a natural feel um, when you're typing. And I'd love if anybody out there has one, I, I didn't get a good look at the participants list. I, I saw some names and I know many of you and I, a lot of familiar voices, which is great to hear, but I, uh, the feedback we've received, if somebody has a unit has been very good on these new space bars. We, we heard a lot of feedback that we wanted a change. We being our users wanted a change on the space bars on the device. So we did move them. They are still on the front edge of the Braille display and I'll describe the unit in a moment, but uh, we did rework the space bars. The 40X also has a microphone. So the, the 40X in theory and, and what the microphone is there for, especially at first, is to give us the ability to record audio notes, much like we would on a Victor Reader stream or Trek, being able to capture um, a lecture or record a quick phone number. Um, it, it would be something that we've, we've heard a lot of feedback that would be very useful on this type of device. So again, bringing in some of those features that we've seen um, you know, on more of a note taker-ish product and, and other devices and trying to get them into a product that's versatile as just a standalone Braille display. From a connectivity standpoint, we are able to work with five 
simultaneous Bluetooth connections, which is not new in the Braille display realm. We've certainly seen devices that could do that, uh, but we are able to connect five Bluetooth devices and one USB device simultaneously and move between them. And the Brilliant BI40X also has command keys, much like our previous generation of Brilliant's had. So you have three command keys, I'm sorry, you have three command keys to the left of the Braille display being one, two, three, and three command keys to the right of the Braille display being four, five, six. And we use those when we are driving JAWS, uh, when we're driving iOS, they're assigned various commands in different places. And we also, you know, depending on what you're using, th those could be customized based on your screen reader and things like that. So the command keys are present. And we know that that people really wanted to um, continue to utilize those when, when they need to. Across the front of the device, we have our standard humanware thumb keys. So you have four thumb keys, your inner thumb keys being left and right, which will pan your Braille display left and right, your outer thumb keys being previous and next, which will move your Braille display up and down um, and, and correlate to kind of that up and down arrow feel. And in the middle of those thumb keys, we have a home button that brings you to your main menu so that you can quickly move to other onboard applications. You can also customize the main menu. So if you wanted to say, well, I'm only using this as a terminal and I don't need the calculator and I don't need, um, you know, I don't need to see the online services or I want to hide Bookshare because I don't have a Bookshare account, but I love NFB Newsline and NLS BART. Um, so I'm going to keep those. You can customize the menu and actually get rid of those items uh, if you would like. So you can certainly bring those in and out. And I've created lots of videos that walk through us through these steps. And I'll talk about Mystic Access in a moment too, because they've, as always, done some wonderful material for us um, in, in terms of tutorials and audio tutorials that you can all check out. So the device, the 40, um, again, is going to be, uh, the other piece I forgot, sorry about that, is it's going to be supporting audio also with a headphone jack. So on the right side of the device, you do have volume controls and you also have an audio uh, 3.5 uh, sort of uh, headphone jack in there so that you can use that if you need to. So again, once audio is active, you will have the stereo speakers and you will also have the volume keys uh, to control the headphones. Again, we, we, we really, we've gotten some great feedback. The keyboard is the same keyboard we've had on the previous Brilliant models. So the keys will feel the same. Again, it's a different keyboard per se than you would find on a Braille note. So it, it, is, it is a Brilliant keyboard with improved space bars. Um, and we're really, really looking forward to what we will be able to do as we move forward with this device because we're using Bluetooth 5. And Bluetooth 5 opens up doors as we move forward that we will explore because Bluetooth 5 supports what's called IoT, or the Internet Over, or the Internet of Things, meaning you can control other things in theory. Um, and I will just kind of leave it at that because I'm not going to say specific things, but there are doors that can be opened with Bluetooth 5 that we just have not seen up to this point on a on a Braille display. And, and I think one of the key pieces that I, that means a lot to me and, I, and at HumanWare we want to look at uh, first and foremost is for deaf-blind communication possibilities, as well as some other things with um, other ways of sending data around. So we, we are very conscious that Bluetooth 5 opens these sort of lanes up, um, and we want to we find a way to, to bring forward some really neat features that have not been seen on a Braille display to this point. As far as the 20-cell Braille display, um, the Brilliant BI-20X is, again, the same sort of software. It's the same piece. It's running Keysoft Lite, 
Um, it's going to be the same main menu, which I'll take everyone through in a moment. But that device has some physical differences, um, both additions and subtractions, that the 40-cell unit does, you know, it will differ, does not have. So the 20-cell unit does not have command keys. And the 20-cell unit has, what it does have is it has an SD card slot where the 40-cell unit does not. And people ask why. And I will, you know, when we build molds and we think about what needs to be put into a product to power the amount of Braille cells and to be uh, the, the thin or thickness that we want, uh, the SD card was something we, we, we did not put in the 40. And the other reality today, and I know that we still use SD cards a lot, and I have certainly used them a lot myself when I'm using my Victor Reader track or stream. Uh, but the reality is for, for data, for information, we're primarily using, um, you know, thumb drives and the devices do have internal storage so that we can we can save you know files and all that sort of stuff not just some basic storage level that we would need some other physical storage so you certainly have a lot of space internally um, to be able to to save information so the the 20 cell unit also does not uh, it's it's going to be running bluetooth i'm sorry bluetooth 4.2 so it's not running bluetooth 5 um, it is going to be using bluetooth 4.2 and from the wireless standpoint, the 20 cell unit will connect to 2.4 gigahertz networks, and whereas the 40 cell unit will do 2.4 as well as 5 gigahertz networks when it comes to wireless. So there are some physical differences on the devices. Um, they are both very powerful. They will have the, that same functionality when it comes to the intelligent, you know, Braille display side of things. Um, but it's definitely, there, there are some differences. And so when you're thinking about or assessing these pieces, it's what do you, you know, what, what are you looking for in, in, a, in a device? And I think a lot of times it comes down to versatility. What are you going to be using the Braille display for? Um, we oftentimes, you know, use our displays for different tasks and a 40 cell has a, a different user sort of a different purpose than a, than a 20 cell would. So they are devices that are, that are definitely uh, going to bring us that functionality, but are going to have some key differences. And what I think I'll do is we're about 25 minutes in before I give us a kind of a, a, a run through on some of the menus and things, I'd like to stop and take some questions if that's all right, Larry, um, before I, I go on to the next portion here. It's usually sure. how I do things and I'm certainly, I can, I can do it differently, but uh, I'd, I'd love to take some questions if there are any at this point. Again, in terms of the 20, 40 cells and the key differences here before I get us into a tour of the main menu and how to get some things configured. I see six or seven hands, so we have lots of questions. Oh, I love them. <laughs> Ron, can you six help us? Six or seven hands. Let's <laughs> fire away. Okay, let's go on to Scott Edwards and get back. Scott. Okay, hi. How are you doing? Um, great. How are you? I wanted to, pretty good. What I was going to ask about is the, uh, in general, there's been a bug recently in, in the iOS. Now, I don't. I don't know. Four point four point one just came out, and I don't. And I know the Mantis as a Mantis user. I just recently did an update. There was a bug where uh, that involved the the you're losing the connection whenever yes. you try to unlock your your de- yes. your eye device. Has that you know anything more about? I love the, I love the question, Scott. You are spot on. So what happened is these Braille displays are using the new. We're the first Braille displays to new that use the new HID protocol. Right. And we worked with Apple, as did other Braille manufacturers, with screen reader mm-hmm. manufacturers to come together and make a new Braille standard. The joys and the beauty of using a brand new protocol is at times it can get broken, and Apple okay. unfortunately broke it. But they fixed it. So what happened oh, is iOS 14.4.1, yeah. 
addressed the issues where you were unable to, basically your connection would get lost every time your phone would lock. And that has since been fixed. It, it works perfectly okay. on the Mantis units, as well as Perfect. on the Brilliant 20 and 40X. And what that also means is, Scott, is you can wake your phone up with a cursor router key when you were in the Braille terminal. Uh-oh. So okay. it, it, on the Mantis or these. So yes, that issue, Apple was very, uh, they were very receptive and I, you know, they, I think they've got quite a bit of heat from us as well as from, from others. Um, and they've certainly addressed it. All right. Sounds good. Thank Great. you very much. Thank, thank you. Okay. Mitchell is next. Hey, Peter, what's the storage in in those devices for data? For- Sure. So on the, uh, the, as far as storage, and I have to look here because I was just messing around with some stuff and I, I think I, I'm going to have to come back to you because I was getting myself turned around here. Uh, as far as storage, I believe on the, on the 40, we're, we have 64 gigs and on the 20, I believe we have 32, but I will verify that. And I will tell you at, by the end of this meeting, because I think I I'm, I'm playing with some stuff and I think I have a, an incorrect uh, piece of information here. So I, but as far as your storage goes, there is a, a lot of internal storage. We know that these devices eventually will, will be able to support audio and things like that. So we want to have enough storage, uh, robust storage for everybody. And I'm pretty sure that's where we are. And I'm validating that. So it's a great question, Mitchell, and I'll make sure I have the correct answer for everybody. Let's go on to area code 951. Uh, hi, Peter. This is Nancy Unger. I have the Braille Touch Plus. I love it, but I know that the uh, hymns has come out with 10, 10. I have eight. I hope we catch up. We'll know if it's going to happen. But also, uh, and, and also I have a, a 32 cell Braille Touch Plus, but is there a size difference between the 20 and the 40? And uh, and uh, also, because there was no difference between the 18 and the 32 on the Braille Touch Plus. And why, I, you know, I use Braille most of the time with Bookshare and Bard, but why can't there be audio files if there's if MP3? I don't, I don't quite understand that. Thank you. Great. So I, I love it, Nancy. So the size difference, there's absolutely a size difference from the 20 cell to the 40 cell uh, model. So what in, in terms of a 40 cell Braille device, it's going to be about something like a foot plus wide, whereas the 20 cell unit is about eight inches wide. So you are going to have a market difference. And that's generally, again, with the touch and the with the touch plus, you know, we're using the same shell with a different size braille display these devices if you think of the width of 20 cells versus the width of 40 40 cells it's going to be a, a pretty drastic difference so one is definitely more of a desktop use um i certainly doesn't mean you can't take it around and work with it for hours and kind of you know get lots of things done but your 20 cell is going to be a lot lighter and definitely a lot narrower smaller easier to put in your jacket pocket or easier to throw in your purse um as as opposed to that i will touch on the android stuff later um i'll certainly talk about touch plus and some of that um in terms of what what what, that's come up quite a bit last week and i certainly will, will will talk about that so i i love the question as far as audio support i'm not too sure what you were asking but the audio supports will be audio files or audio content. So it will, it, I'm not sure what the formats will be at this point in time, but it would ideally be books or music sorts of files at first. Right. Because some, so I know there are a lot of questions. Some barred books cannot be found on Bookshare or in Braille. So we need to, there's so many audio books on Bard. Bard yeah, audio so I'm hoping books. they can. 
So BARD yeah, audio is certainly something we could look at. BARD audio, though, is a protected format. We can't, we need to, oh. it, it is something that we can't just play. So what we would have to do, and, and it's certainly, we're open to it. We've gotten a lot of feedback, is we would have to get access to the BARD audio library. We'd have to certify the device and go through and, and do that. So it certainly could be something we do. Um, and we, we definitely appreciate the suggestions and we'll, we'll be looking into what that means once we have audio. From an international standpoint as well, we're not just going to be supporting these three libraries. Uh, we need to be supporting all the libraries we support on a product like the Victor Reader Tracker Stream. So a lot of those DAISY online uh, libraries we know are all over the world. There are many well, of like them in Europe. Like there are many of them in yeah. Canada and such. So we're certainly going to be looking at supporting those. Okay, Daniel is next. Okay, I know you said that you had an audio uh, on the or a microphone on the 40 cell. Yes. Is the 20 cell also going to support audio or does just the 40 cell? The 20 cell will support audio. It has a mono speaker and it will support audio. There's a headphone jack as well, but it does not have a microphone. The 20 cell, but both will support audio. The 40 has stereo speakers as well as a microphone, whereas the 20 cell has a mono speaker and no microphone. But what about the headphone? Is that stereo in the 20? It will be stereo. The headphone will certainly be stereo, yes. Cool. Yes, on both on both devices. Right. Okay, Ash, uh, Joshua is next. So my, my, my question is, um, you talked about the onboard translation I think you mentioned customization. Like, let's say, let's say that you have you you download a Braille file from Bard, and and it's and it's in and it's in UEB. Yes. But you prefer you prefer the you prefer the original the the AEB before UEB came around. Would there be any way to to like to like trans or show up show that file in in the original um in the original AEB format, or if it's like. Or if whatever well, that file is with that file. So with that specific example, no, because the BRF. That's what I BRF, thought. Yeah, when a BRF file is created, it's created as a Braille file. So you could ah. have your own Braille code in that file. What the Braille tables do, though, because it's a great question. When you open up, you know, any TXT or any any file or a DOCX or something, when it converts it into text, when you're reading it on the display, it will use the Braille table that you have in use. So if you're a U.S. Okay, okay. Braille user, God, God, you can okay, certainly so, do that. Okay, so if you, if you have you have a you have a te- you have you have a you got a you got a text book, you got a text file or something. I got you because I, I, I got yes. all kinds of I, I got all, I got all kinds of uh, I got all kinds of fan fiction in text format. So yes. so it's cool. So it's you cool could that read, that could read that in U.S. Braille or, or in U.S. Braille. Cool. Or, yes, that's, whatever you like. Okay, that that's very cool. And um uh, um. My, suge- my suggestion is um, I'm also going to suggest I'm, I'm going to suggest that you guys um, that you guys when, when, the, when the audio gets going on the display that you guys um, see if you guys can can enable can enable the, and, and unless barred audio through you, I know you, you would have to get it get it verified and get a user get a user sure. key sure. But, but 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 let me give you a quick example Peter why I think this should be real quick now you guys it. said this is flash drives and this is awesome and I'll give you an example now I know now I used to use my NLS player you know the NLS player comes from the uh, National Library Service a lot and I got all, I, I got cases of six flash drives each that go have NLS books on them but the problem is I do not use them a lot because the problem is the NLS player is so gosh dang slow and trying sure. trying to trying to index those drives it would be so awesome if you, if you can get afford the cost of braille display oh you, you get the user key you know why over wi-fi get it installed boom user key enabled we are 
through the Braille, you see Braille display, user key enabled or audio would cop saying it's enabled, whatever. You sure. can throw in your flash drive. It, you know, it's able to scan it. Boom. There you go. There's your books. You, you can use your Braille display. You can actually you could go through your books, find one you wanted to read, press enter or whatever. And I mean, that would make things that would make things easy because, I mean, SD cards are I mean, that's that's common with the stream and stuff like that. But, yeah. but but not so much with flash drives. Sure, so, and I, mean, I think so, ideally, I mean, that would be an advantage. Absolutely. That would be reason. And I I love it, and I I love the suggestion. Yeah. It's certainly been heard, and, and we hear everybody. And I think the other piece too is the ability to not only play you know from flash drives or from the the barred cartridges, but also to be able to download directly would be ah would be you know certainly that's, requested. that's very cool. And uh, one um, one last question about Bookshare. Peter. Yeah, the, this is the last with, one because we've got yeah, eleven yeah, hands. Okay, when you download with Bookshare, twelve hands now. When you download with Bookshare, um, are they in are they in like Daisy format or are they only in the BRF? So you, it's a great question. Support? So you can choose in your Bookshare configuration if you would like them in Daisy or if you would like them in BRF. So that's a setting oh, that can cool. be toggled. Okay, meaning Thanks. If, I was if they're about in, that. Absolutely. So if they're in Daisy format, you would have access to the Daisy navigation elements in those books. Um, if they're in BRF, you're obviously getting the Braille file, and then if you know you wouldn't have the navigable side of things, but you could cer- certainly navigate okay. So you've you got the choice. File. Okay. Yep. That's that's a choice. cool option. Okay. Thanks yes. a lot, Peter. Thank, Thank you. So you. Much. Wonderful. Okay, Jenny is next. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that the the uh, BI twenty or forty X was going to have a uh, BRF. Um, capabilities because I tried to get a book um, um, from Xavier Society BRF on the BI40 found out I couldn't do it so I just wanted you, to be you can certainly open BRF files yes absolutely it will absolutely open BRF files um, you you can open them at this point you're not able to edit the BRF files but that is something that we've heard a lot on and I'm I'm sure it will I'll be something we address soon so you me. can you can absolutely work with BRF files on the devices yes okay thank you no problem. Okay, let's go back and see if area code 510 is up. Peter, this is Jana Latrell, and I'm wondering, uh, maybe you're going to talk about this later, but I'm wondering if at some point you could talk about the differences between the editing functions on the Mantis and the BIX40. That is, uh, they're going to be identical at this point in time, but I will touch on the Mantis and then and then and that stuff in about two more questions, and then I'll, I'll take a take my final sprint here in the final leg and talk about the Mantis and also the Braille Note Touch Plus. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, next we have Beth. Great um, presentation, Peter. I have two kind of yes-no questions and one that will uh, need a little more explanation. Battery replaceable. Yes, it's great, no. It's a great question. So it's both. What can I, Do you want me to say yes or no? Which one do you want to hear first? <laughs> I can do both. So the battery is user replaceable on the 20 cell unit. There are small screws and I say user replaceable. If you have, if you have a small screwdriver, you can replace the battery on the 20, um, on the 40, it is inset. That battery cannot be removed. Okay. Um, now do I understand correctly that you can use, uh, USB drives, thumb drives, cartridges on either unit? You both units have a USB uh, slot, so they can certainly take thumb drives. Yes. Okay. Now here's the kind of longer question. Writing in Braille, how do you? It, I I have I've tried it with another product, and it's sometimes not the easiest thing in the world with iOS. How do you choose which 
Braille table to use so that you get a better result with iOS. And thank you very much. That's it for me for now. Well, it's it's a it's a tricky one, your question, because the Braille tables, when you're working with your iOS device, are not determined by your Braille display. They're determined by voiceover. So if you're experiencing something that isn't consistent, um, you know, oftentimes it, it could be just that that Braille code, maybe there's something that, that you're not aware of, or maybe it's your settings, because iOS has both a, an input and an output setting. Um, and some, maybe you don't have those set both to contracted or maybe they're not set right and then you have your also your braille table so is it ueb is it us um and that could be you know it's really determined by the screen reader so i wish i had an answer that oh on the brilliant you do this or that but if you're specifically talking about the iphone not the internal capabilities of the brilliant bix series if you're having trouble with braille translation it's voiceover that's that's producing that braille so voiceover is handling braille input and braille output so it's certainly gotten better we've seen it break i I know all of us have been frustrated by the breakage of ios at times um if you talk to scott davert he will certainly have a lot of feedback from from access world on what braille has or has not done over the years Um, and and it's gotten better and worse or, or gone in different directions depending on who you talk to but it's certainly unfortunately that comes down to ios itself so if you're having trouble you really want to look at your iOS Braille settings. And the other beautiful thing about iOS is you can customize the Braille command set now. So you, if you don't like a certain command, or and I'm not referring to typing at this point, but if let's say you wanted to change the command of how you get to your home screen or how you switch pages, or you, you can customize all of that today. Um, so I know it's not necessarily the answer you wanted, because it is, it is certainly something that would be on an individual basis. And I think if you look at your voiceover uh, input and output Braille settings, as well as your Braille table, you would you would hopefully find something that would would click and would work better for you. Because I have a feeling something's just not lining up. Okay, okay I am going sorry. to let's cry. Take Eric one goes more. first. I'm sorry. Yep, we'll take one more, and then I'm gonna then I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna move. So on. last question for the time being. Okay. Yep, and I will take um, more questions. Don't worry, everybody. I love. Questions. Okay, this is Shirley, and Shirley. a couple of quick things. Uh, number one. I want to add my vote for the um, NLS audio. That will probably make a difference into as to whether I um, bought a unit or not. Because if if I'm going to be able to download books, you know, as a couple other people said, some of them you just can't get in Braille. And I mostly use Braille, but if I have to get it in audio, I'd like to be able to listen to it on there. Sure. Now, my um, questions are primarily, I noticed if I understood you correctly, um, and if this gets too technical, then you can stop me. Um, but you said, I believe, that the Wi-Fi um, is different in both units and also that the Bluetooth is different in both units. And I guess I'm kind of wondering why that is, particularly uh, the Wi-Fi. Why wouldn't you have the same um, speed or however you want to phrase it correctly of Wi-Fi um, in the 20 as you do in the 40. I believe you you did say yes. that you can't use 5G in the 20. If I'm yes, if you I are you correct. Correctly. You are correct. So and I don't I'll, know if you can speak to those without yeah. getting too difficult or not. Oh no, no, I'll, I will keep it. I'm I'm not about being difficult and and technical, right? I don't have that kind of brain. But what I will okay. say is the so firstly, the Brilliant Bi 20x 
the, the hardware is modeled. And as you can tell, for anybody who ever gets their hands on one and who, for anybody who ever gets their hands on a chameleon from APH, they will feel identical. The product, when it comes to the chameleon, we, we built our own product because we're doing international sales and things like that. And, and that is where this product kind of platform came from. So the, the specs are identical to the chameleon. And that's where that comes from. The BI40X we built from the ground up and we built that device with our specs, um, you know, and, and we put Bluetooth 5. We also put a chip in there that could handle 2.4 and 5 gigahertz networks. So it just comes down to the development and where we were and what we used when we were developing the product. It's nothing to do with, you know, some sort of, um, th- there's, no, there's no deeper reason than that. It really is just what we, we had. And we also, the, the other piece to really keep in mind, and this is, I will get technical on this side is when we build a product, when we talk about molds, when we talk about where things fit and how everything fits into a, a box, meaning a shell of a product or where things need to go internally, you know, if we want to use a different chipset in a, in a product, we ha- it, will, it will require us to redesign that whole product. And from a mold standpoint, or when we start to, to make a product scalable, to produce enough and have them be sustainable, reliable, have good QA, we need the product to be very uniform across the board. And, and that really is why, why you're seeing and why you're, the, there are these differences in some of the capabilities between the 20X line and the 40X line. And um, it, it, it does come down to that. So, you know, I, I, I hope that answers your question. Um, and again, if that is something, you know, it, a, a limitation, I, I think a lot of times the today, especially for that personal home use, that 2.4, all, all five gigahertz networks do have a 2.4 band in theory, depending on what routers and modems you're using. So it's, it is something that sure. should, be, should be fine, but, it, but that's kind of the reasoning as to why it is the way it is. Okay. Thank you. Thank you you are welcome. Thank you, Shirley. All right, everybody. I am going to spend a few minutes talking about the Mantis. And I'm sure all of you have heard about the Mantis because I know that uh, our friends at APH and a very, very, very good friend of mine, Greg Stilson, I believe, has been on here in some form in the past, although in, he's been floating around. In many so. variations and in many companies. <laughs> he's he's, he's a busy running, man. <laughs> he's always running through in, in some form, but we, we need to get him on here. Greg... Um, Greg and, and is with APH now, and he's been a longtime friend of mine. He worked with I worked with him here at Humanware prior to him going to Ira. Greg uh, and and what APH has done has been fantastic. They put out a request for a product about two two years ago. The product was for a QWERTY full Braille display uh, with a QWERTY keyboard, and this is prior to Greg's being there. But Greg, we, we had talked about this long ago, and what we did, Humanware developed the product for APH. So when we think of, again, and there are some slightly different specs in humanware, we, we didn't build those specs. Those are specs that were given in the original RFP or the re- request for product from APH. So the Mantis Q40, when it comes down to the editor, I know one of the questions was, what is the difference? There's no difference in the editor on the Mantis Q40. The Mantis Q40 has online services. Uh, the Mantis Q40 has multiple Bluetooth connections, and it has a lot of the same pieces that you will notice on the Brilliant BIX series. What it does not have is it does not have the ability to connect to the five gigahertz networks, and it does not have any audio capabilities. There's no audio in the device. There are no speakers in the device. Um, It is truly a Braille-centric device. So it is a full QWERTY keyboard. It works 
like a keyboard. When you pair it to your computer, even if your screen reader is not running, your keyboard is still working, which is awesome because you can restart or switch between multiple screen readers. Um, you have, we, you know, it's, it's a great product for somebody who prefers QWERTY typing, especially our deafblind friends or deafblind users. We, I, I know lots of um, folks who prefer to type in QWERTY and read in Braille. And so that device does give you the ability to, to do that. And that's um, something that was asked for, for for quite some time and something that we, we, we have seen a lot of very positive feedback. And the reason why I bring it up is Humanware does sell the product internationally as well as through uh, dealer networks here in the States. So the product is available. The Mantis Q40 is available on quota funds for those who qualify. So if you're in K-12 education or there are other exceptions where you may qualify for quota funds, but you can certainly also get the product. You could go directly through APH or you can go through, um, we have dealers, we have select dealers around the country who are able to show and to sell the Mantis Q40. And that device is, uh, there, there are some differences you know, when it comes to online services, for instance, they are not able to do the NLS Bard catalog, um, Braille or audio at this point. And, and I, again, it's going to be just the, the limitations of, of where that stands and what they're able to license and so on. So, we, you know, there, there are some differences there, but overall, the product is very mirrored. I mean, the, the editor, the file management, um, the, the way Victor Reader works. It's all very similar to the 40. It's just with a QWERTY mindset. The other side of it is you are able to can, to type in Braille within the editor or within the internal applications on the Mantis as well. So if you think of Perky Duck, if anybody knows how to do that on a computer where you use your home row as the Braille input keys, you can do that on the Mantis. And with these three devices, I, I've worked at Humanware for almost six years, and I love I love what I do. I love everybody I work with. I love this stuff. But this is like the dawning of Braille um, in a whole new way, and, and especially with these intelligent new Braille displays and then kind of what we're working on and looking at with BrailleNote Touch Plus. And we are very, very much um, going in a wonderful Braille direction. I'm totally blind. I've been a Braille user my whole life, and it's something that I love to see, and I love to it's been such a bummer because I love putting this stuff in people's hands. And right now I can't do that. So uh, if, if everyone is patient, right, when we get through this, because we will, we, I just cannot wait to sit down and say, you know, this is our Mantis Q40. This is the brilliant BI 20X or 40X and have people take them for a spin. And, and those who have them, I've already gotten so much great feedback, but I, I wish all of you could feel it because it's so hard to describe a product to it's, I, I would be the same way. If somebody describes a product to me, I'll say, well, Peter, that's great, but I want to feel it. I need to, I need to get my hands on it. So we, uh, we certainly, um, we, we want you to contact your local dealer um, to get your hands on some of these products, to try these things out, to see if there's a way to assess this stuff uh, before you, before you, you know, to help you make a decision because you really want to make an informed decision and pick a product that's right for you. And maybe none of these are right. Maybe you need something different. Maybe you need a different type of product, but these intelligent braille displays, we really want to turn the corner on what it is that a braille display can do. And not just by kind of in, improving some of the internal applications, but really by changing the way we think of a braille display and adding connectivity and how we update and, and just audio and, and different things that we can do to move it forward uh, for a professional, for a hobbyist, for a, for a student who needs to work on typing skills. All of these products have a great 
fit into what it is we do. And I still say, I always say, there is no one size fits all product. As much as we want there to be, as much as I would love for there to be, um, we're still in a, in that scenario of, in, in a, ideally, um, we're going to use various products or different screen readers, different products to get the job done. And I use all of them and I believe in in device usage. So that is my, my piece on the Mantis. So it certainly has been something that people are really into. The other piece I wanted to talk about is the BrailleNote Touch Plus before I open it back up for questions. I know we're getting toward the uh, toward the, the, the nine o'clock Eastern uh, point of the program. So I know every, some it's bedtime for some, it's uh, dinner time for others. So I will stop, but I want to talk a little bit about what we're doing on the Touch Plus to wrap this up, because I know last week, um, the you know there was an announcement of the, the new Hems product, and that's great. And I said it at the beginning, and I'll always say competition is beautiful. It's a good thing. Keeps us all on our toes. Um, and I'm always asked, when will or, or where is that Android update for the BrailleNote Touch Plus? Um, I've, I've heard a lot of you know folks asking me, well, it, the product hasn't been updated since it came out. And what what we say, and what I've what I've what I've told many folks, especially over the last week at CSUN, is you know we we look at the time and the development that we need to put into an upgraded version of Android. We are running a modern version of Android on the Touch Plus. The operating system is Keysoft, and what we've brought into Keysoft, when we look at a functional productivity standpoint, from a productive nature. When it comes to one-handed mode, um, customizable main menu, implementing Braille tables, so learning tables for for young Braille readers and writers, being able to bring PDF support into Keyword, a scientific calculator, Keysoft running on Chrome, uh, and, and we can name lots more features, that outweighed the need or the ability and just the, the reasonable sort of time it would take to bring in a newer version of Android because a newer version of Android, although we could do it would not bring any benefit to our end user. And that's really what we're focused on. So we're currently working on cloud storage integration with key files. So being able to um, bring in cloud storage. So if you think of uh, Google drive or Dropbox and some of these other cloud pieces, integrating them into key files. The other piece that we're really focused on is how can we play better with third-party applications? We have a lot of users of something like Google Slides or Google Docs. What can we be doing to make the usability of those apps better? Um, Keysoft has updated and will continue to update. The Android, we need to assess what it will do for us to, to, what will that give our users? What will that benefit? If we were to upgrade the version of Android, what would our users get from that? And even with the update, so even if we if we move forward, when does that become invalid in terms of we're running one or two or three or how many versions below or behind what you could get on an Android phone that does not give you anywhere near the Braille support that we can provide in a Braille-centric environment? So if you spend three, four, five hundred dollars on a decent Android phone, you can have the newest version of Android. And if you use it with a Braille display, you'll be probably pretty... Uh, it's, it's lackluster. It's lackluster. And, and that there's nothing wrong with that. I hope it gets better. And it, it may, uh, we certainly want it to, but in terms of Keysoft and what we can provide our time and our developers time is best spent looking at how to make it better, not best spent on an Android version number because a version number will be, will do nothing but say we run nine or we run 10 or we run 11 or what's going to be 12 at the end of this year. So uh, I've also been come at with the whole 64-bit architecture side of things. We support 64-bit apps. Uh, we certainly do. So we're not 
worried about that. Uh, we're not worried about our device being obsolete or not having longevity. We've been, you know, we, we are a Google certified Braille tablet. So we're certified as a tablet. We're the only Braille device to be certified as a tablet. And we're going to continue to work with that. So that's where, where we are. We will be seeing updates to Keysoft this year. Uh, they will be awesome updates. I can already tell you, I've seen some of the Google Slides stuff, and I know it doesn't necessarily apply to everyone, but it's going to be great. And the, and the cloud storage, uh, the, the cloud integration is going to be very useful as well. So that's kind of my, my two cents on where we are with the BrailleNote Touch Plus, and you will certainly be seeing updates, and we're going to focus on the productivity and the stability side of Keysoft. Okay, as Henry still, is your question still relevant? I am um, uh, an owner of a... Uh, a Braille light Apex with which I'm very happy and um, I, you know, I know how to use it and stuff like that. And I'm also very happy with a previous uh, Braille note uh, version that I have, which was also uh, capable of communicating with the deaf blind, but I usually use it as a uh, Braille note, uh, note taker and uh, calendar and uh, calculator, etc. Uh, how long are you going to be able to? Um, how long are you going to be able to support these items before you won't be able to support them anymore? It is a great question, and we had the so the Braille Note Apex came out in two thousand nine, I believe. It could have been two thousand eight, but I'm pretty sure two thousand nine. We supported that product for. 11 years and nine months. So almost 12 years of support. We ended support for the Apex on March 1st of this year. And we do have some some trade-in options and various things for those who want to come to a, a BrailleNote Touch Plus or those who might want to come to a Brilliant 40 or 20X unit. But in terms of longevity, I'm always asked, and it's a very valid question, this stuff is not cheap. As every single person on this meeting knows, none of this stuff from, from any of us is cheap. And if it is cheap, you know, we sometimes then get what we pay for. And, and I, I think we, we look at definitely more than five years of longevity. I think on a product like a, like a, you know, if any past products are, are, are a telling sign, we got 10 years out of the Brilliant BIX series. We got 12 ish years out of the BrailleNote Apex. I, I can tell you the hardware that's in here and what we're doing um, we're not going to be limited anytime soon by the capabilities of the device. So, you know, I, 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 it's very hard to say. And I remember when many products come out, someone says, well, when's the next one coming? And I'll say, well, this one just came. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but it's certainly a valid question. And I would, I would, I, I mean, just from a personal use standpoint, I think of any product today in a perfect world is giving me a minimum of five years that I can use it. And I'm still using an iPhone eight. Um, I am not the, get it because it's new type of user of products right. and I work for a technology company and that doesn't mean I don't have all sorts of gadgetry and toys all over my house but you know I, I think that's really what we're going for we know that this device if somebody chooses to to use these devices they are going to want to use this for a long time and we need to provide them with updates and stability and functionality for for that amount of time so I don't have a number I do not have a number but I certainly you know would would say that five, seven plus years from this January. So January of 2021, you'd be looking at a, a very good part of this decade that these products will be supported and not only supported, but developed on. Uh, I mean, I can say that with confidence. Go ahead, Travis. All right. 
about the uh, br um, the brilliant uh, BIX. Uh, first of all, does it have a regular um, Braille keyboard to type documents? Second, um, does it have the cursor buttons above the Braille display? So if you have to change a letter in a word to correct it. And third, if you can type on it, where's the enter key and backspace key? All right, so quick answers. Number one is yes, it does have a Braille keyboard, standard eight dot Braille keyboard. Number two, the answer is yes, it does have cursor router buttons as all of our Braille displays have with the exception of the BI-14, which had sensors. This has our standard cursor routing keys that we've had on Braille notes and, and previous Brailleants. And the third question is the backspace key is your left pinky or dot seven. The enter key is your right pinky or dot eight. Thank you for okay. the Those are good. Hey, hey, not a problem at all. This is pretty exciting. I am fired up. Yes. Thank you, Travis. Okay, Welcome. next we'll go to Robert. Yes. Uh, when are you going to come up with an easy way of transferring files between your Braille device and an iPhone? Oh, wow, that's a great question. Uh, I, I guess don't you do that in the BI, the fourteen, the, the Brilliant fourteen? Now I, I don't have well, one. But. No, what what we do is synchronize notes, and and I guess what that would come down to, I I, I think I probably can can infer something, but if you're looking to transfer files to, to an iOS device, it's really going to come down to where you're trying to access those files. So ideally we do do a synchronization piece in the Brilliant 14 where it synchronizes the notes app. It's certainly something that we've heard feedback on, on these products going forward is what, what could we do with some of those options uh, to customize and to support, uh, you know, our devices playing nicely with moving files back and forth. That is something that would have to be done on a on an app sort of level. It would, you know, it, it's much like, you know, we'd, we'd have to find a way or a portal of getting information back and forth. And in theory, depending on what you're using, there are ways to do it now. If you have a thumb drive, I mean, there are ways of getting documents into your iPhone um, with USB thumb drives and, and such. There are ways to do it. But uh, that would be a, a matter of, as we move forward, integrating some more pieces of that Sync app or so the concepts or, or of the Sync app and, and making that work. So nothing is imminent, but I love the request of being able to move files back and forth between your phone, probably from the Files app to key files. Okay, thanks. Love it. Okay, let's go to area code 502. <clears throat> Christy, um, is your um, Brilliant keyboard more heavy like a 32, or is it more lightweight like the 14? Well, it would depend on the model. Well, so the 40 cell the unit would certainly be equivalent to the previous model. Um, it's going to be about the same weight. The 20 cell is, is much lighter. I mean, you're looking at about a one point, I think a 1.6 pounds is the BI 40. And I think the BI 20 is, is somewhere around less than a pound, but I don't have the exact specs on it because our website is not available because we um, where we've been going through a lot of changes in the last week. Um, we, we certainly are trying to get everything back up and running, but we've, we've had a bit of a blunder um, in terms of the last week. So you may have noticed if you're trying to call into tech support, um, I've heard a, a few folks on uh -huh. the call already saying that they've had some issues. And I, I was trying to pull up specs and I, I was having trouble, but I know 1.6 on the 40 and uh, it's about almost a pound on the, on the BI 20, I think about 0.8. And you, are you going to be able to offer any trade-ins on one of the previous ones toward the purchase yes. of? 
Yes. So we do have trade-in options for if you have a previous Brilliant 32 or 40 unit, um, you can use that as credit toward a Brilliant 20 or 40X. Also, you could use an Apex um, as as credit as well if, if you wanted to go toward a, you know, a, a, a Touch Plus or a BI 20 or 40X. And on the Touch Plus, is it Android 10 or Android what? It is Android 8.1. Okay, let's go to Taylor. So I'm wanting to do the uh, Apex, the trade-in with the Apex. Um, wow, 12 years. That's a pretty long time. I'd say that's about how long I've had mine, maybe a little bit shorter. But uh, Is there a user guide on the Touch Plus? When there, you get there it? Are, yes, there are user guides on, on both devices. So both devices will have onboard user guides. Both devices okay. also have audio tutorials through Mystic Access. So Mystic Access oh, has okay. created audio tutorials for both the 20 and 40X, as well as the BrailleNote Touch Plus. Okay, cool. Uh, also, does it have the capability to uh, record, like voice record like the Apex did? Well, it, it will. So I mentioned earlier, the, the 40X has a microphone. Uh, the audio is not active at this point, but the 40X would be able to record once we enable audio. That is not there yet, though, so you may want to wait. I wouldn't want you to buy something and then it takes a while for it to come out. So if that's something you, you, you're, it, there is a mic, but it is not active at this point in time. The speakers and the microphone, the hardware is there. The functionality is, is not there yet. Okay. Uh, I think that was it. And how long does it thing go? June, June, June 30th, the end of June. And I would talk, talk to your dealer. I'm not sure. Where, where are you located? Okay. Yeah, I'm in Texas. Okay, so Crystal Vision, if, if you know Bobby or anybody at Crystal, they will be able to help you with, with, with that as well. And, and yeah, I would strongly recommend going through Crystal Vision in Texas. So I guess in order to do this whole thing, I would call them instead of Humanware. Uh, I would recommend it. It's always good. We always want to help out our dealers and, and how is their local support. So you could certainly come through us, but I'd strongly advise and recommend to go through your local dealer because then you can have the support of that local dealer as well. Okay. Alrighty, well, thank you so much. Rock and roll. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you. Okay, Myrna is next. So I have some comments. I have some add-ons. Um, now, I don't work for Humanware anymore, guys, okay? So this is consumer, all right? Although I love Humanware, you know, this is consumer me. Um, the space bars are wonderful. Um, Peter asked about them from people own. I have a Braille, I have the Brilliant right in front of me, touching the Braille display right now. The space bars are wonderful. The Braille is great, great Braille, like, like you know, the brands always were. Um, the keys are very quiet. So if you were taking notes, if you were in a meeting, they'd be very, very, very quiet. Um, the other good part is, and I, I hope Christy's still around because I've spent time doing this with her and it would be a lot easier for her now. Um, because it's Bluetooth um, 5 and because it's HID standard, you no longer have to pair it with an iOS device the way you used to have to pair it. You go right, like you do any iOS device, go right to settings on your iPhone, um, go to Bluetooth, turn blue, make sure Bluetooth is on, um, go to other devices. It will see your Brilliant. You click on it and you connect. Yes, Very. it's just like any other Bluetooth peripheral. It's absolutely right. It's right. great. It, it's so much easier. I a lot of time helping people pair. And then the <laughs> yes, you open. have. So. The other thing is for Mitchell, for Mitchell, the, the 40 cell is 32 gigs internal storage. The 20 cell is 16 gigs of internal storage. Okay, Isaac is next. Well, I have noticed that 
the Touch Plus. Um, now, my Touch Plus has a very healthy battery, but I've noticed that the Touch Plus battery is very, very prone to calibration errors, meaning that uh, one time it would say 84% that you would touch, uh, charge it up again when it is like near, near 20%, and the, the, the battery indicator would remain still or sometimes move. Sure. Effectively. So my question is, is there any way to fix it? And would there be a possible software update in the future that would? So what I want you to do, if you're noticing battery inconsistencies, that would be another one. We, we, can, we can look and see what's going on with your battery. If we need to get you a replacement battery, we should. You need to be getting about eight hours minimum on that battery. So if you're not getting eight hours out of it, um, we, we certainly want to address it. And we want to get that taken care of. It's something that you need, you need to get at least a full day of, of school for a typical school day. Um, and that's about eight hours if, if you're closing, you know, the high power apps and stuff. And so if, if you're noticing issues, let's, again, let's take it offline because it's kind of an individual's piece. And I know there have been folks with battery issues. We did have some batteries that we've, we've certainly had to replace um, due to some calibration side. So if you notice that that's an issue, we definitely want to know and we, we need to do what we need to do to make it, to make it right. Okay, Ferris is next. Two questions in regards to one is somebody he just touched on, and that is battery life. But I want to ask what you may have touched on this, but I but I stepped away. What's the battery life on that brilliant? And is it any I don't want to say is it is it any better, but will you still get full days of use? Because like him, I'm having some weird issues with my battery on that touch plus. Like, like not only I, I don't know if it's calibrating, but sometimes when I go to use it, um, like, like sometimes when I put it in standby and it's, it's like sometimes, and I go to yeah. use it and it, and it shows me it, it's at 50, but it'll shut off randomly, randomly. And I've already gotten my battery replaced like a year ago. So yeah, just out let, of let me know my man. We, we need to check it out. I, uh, I'm happy to, to, to find you and we, we can see what's going on as far as the battery life on the brilliant units it's 15 hours so you're going oh, to good. get yeah. 15 hours of use and that's yeah. going to be very you know very consistent from what i've seen again they these units i've i've had one for a few months so it's not like i've had one forever um but but we've we've definitely heard from a lot of our uh our touch plus customers on that the just some battery issues due to how battery and leakage and how things are draining through processes in the background so we've certainly tried to address oh, yeah. it and we've looked at it so we'll see what we can do but re- reach out oh. we, we might need oh. to address that again okay and then right. just super quickly um why is just out of curiosity why is there more braille cells on the brilliant bix and why doesn't like why the touch pluses they only go up to 32 and they can't be maxed out to 40 because uh, uh, because like especially if somebody who's reading books and especially for somebody who's reading documents and all that because you can yep. do that on the touches yep. yes so it comes honestly at that point it comes down to cost um it seems like eight braille cells isn't much but when you multiply eight and you start going in and you think of each braille cell being in that 70 80 plus dollar range when it comes to manufacturing and repair and things and the molds that we use that really is why where we are and the braille displays the feedback we got as opposed to the note takers people really like 40 cell braille displays and the all the feedback is on 32 cell note takers so it's kind of just what we've we've over time just where we've gotten to much like we we with the 20 cell it's just we've taken a lot of user feedback. We don't do a 32 cell braille display anymore. Just from all the feedback we hear. Okay. No problem. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Okay, Bobby Vinton. Yeah, um, I hear all this talk about audio in a Braille display. What do you mean by audio? Like, can this Braille display, like, let's say you're kind of, you have a break or you're not working with the Braille display and you're maybe at your desk in your office or is there a way to like make it play music? Is that what you mean? That is what I mean. Uh, that would in theory be the, the, the audio support that would come to the device when it is enabled through a free software update would be audio files. So maybe audio books, music files, or, um, you know, MP3 or WAV files or something like that. It's going to be audio capable. So that also, as we go forward, could branch into something like text-to-speech or something like um, BARD or, or various audiobook libraries. But at this point, when I say audio, I'm referring to audio files and particularly, you know, MP3 or WAV, that type of audio file. So that, that really is, is, is what I'm referring to. And does it navigate, like, for example, if you want to navigate by folder or files, like, you know, like the Trek has? Yep. Well, we don't know yet. We don't know yet because it's not active yet. But in theory, it would use the file manager, just like any of our, uh, you know, we have a file manager on the device. So if you put a file in a folder, um, it, you would locate that file and you would play it and it would play in this, you know, in the in the audio player or in Victor Reader. So, because there is a Victor Reader app on the device. So it will be done through the through the file manager. So, no, but I don't mean just playing files. Maybe you didn't understand me. I went navigating by folder. In theory, yeah. You would have, be able to have folders and because we'd support folders inside the file manager. So if you had a lot of songs in a folder, you could certainly go to that folder. And I haven't seen it yet though, Bobby, because it's not active. So once it's active, we'll be able to know how it will work, but, but it's not there okay, yet. I'll, so I, I'll I don't be happy know. to hear you on your next presentation. Rock and roll. I'm going to be happy to be here on my next presentation because <laughs> then I'll have you, new things to show. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Thanks, Bobby. Bobby. You're welcome. The price. I mean, I've been, I've been on two important phone calls during this. So I was taping it on my Victor, but have you said oh, the price fine. or are you going? To... No, no, but I can't. I, want... I, I always wait the for that question 20. and you snuck in at the very end. I love it. So the price of the units, absolutely. So it's, it's, these are us prices. It's 1895 for the brilliant BI 20 X and 3195 for the brilliant BI 40 X. So those, those okay. are the price points. So I could basically use, the 20 for the things that I use the apex for now, right? Well, uh, I would take that offline. I don't want to say yes. Cause I don't know what you use your apex for, but okay, I'll call you. <laughs> certainly reach out to us because I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you could or not. It really yeah. will depend on what you use your device for. And the last thing I want to do is tell you yes. And then have it not be what you need from a, from a, from no, a I'll standpoint. call you. Cause I really, I, I mean, I have a, 18 and a 32 apex but who sure. knows how long they're gonna last you know rock and roll let us know and we want <laughs> yes. you to make an informed decision all right yeah thank, thank you. you all right excellent excellent hour and almost a half good stuff oh, lots of questions rocking. terrific answers thank you so much peter and give your contact you. information so all of these people who didn't get their questions answered can contact you at all hours of the morning they certainly can. They can find me at Peter, P-E-T-E-R, which is common spelling, dot Tusik. My last name is T as in Tom, U, C as in Charlie, I, C as in Charlie. Peter dot Tusik at humanware, H-U-M-A-N-W-A-R-E dot com. Excellent. And we had a good crowd. Up we had, the 50, 50, uh, I saw uh, 59. 
Hey, I like to, yep. I like to bring them yep. in. You know, I'm yep. I'm all about. Uh, Good stuff. I, love, I'm, you, I really appreciate it. I love it. You you roped them in tonight. Good job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're looking. We'll look forward to have you come back uh, again later on, especially when new offers, new things Absolutely. are happening. Because that's that's great. And there's so much going on with Clubhouse and other things now that I'm sure we'll hear you soon. You, Lots I've of presentations. You, I've seen everybody in Clubhouse. Yep. I, I have been known to float around Clubhouse rooms. And so. we're le- and I've sent you Jeff Bishop's information, so Perfect. when we have our next IAC meeting, we'll talk about that as well. Sounds wonderful. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, as always. Hey, Thank guys. You. I have a strange way of transferring um, files from the from the brilliant to an iPhone. You do? Yeah. It's weird, but you can do it. So if you have... Dropbox on the PC. You probably have a Dropbox folder on your PC. Your Brilliant now is a drive. Take the file, okay, and put the file from that drive, from the Brilliant drive, into your Dropbox folder on the PC, and then Dropbox is on your iPhone. You're good to go. Yep, you are correct. Good stuff. That would work. Yeah. Thanks, Myrna. Rock and roll, Myrna. Rock and roll, everybody. Next week, Liz Weiss-Carver will be with us from NFB Newsline. She is in Texas. She was supposed to be with us about a month ago when we had those horrible storms in the Houston area, area, etc. And she will be back with us next week to talk about NFB Newsline. So we're looking forward to that. And we thank you all for being with us. And we'll we'll let you go and join us next week. Thank you so much for joining us on Tech Talk.